When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Imprint Companion, the companion podcast that discusses the boutique Blu-ray label Imprint Films. We are in the middle of our May batch of films, of releases, of prestige discs, and I (laughs) do declare, Blake, that this is the best freaking month we've ever had as part of Imprint Companion. This is such a behemoth batch. On our previous episode, yeah. we talked about After Dark, the Neo-Noir Cinema Collection, Volume 1, which is Ugh. a film degree in a box all about 1990s Neo-Noir Cinema that features a freaking audio commentary from none other than the host of this podcast, me, Alexis Toliopoulos, <laughs> and my co-host, Blake Howard. I, It's... We are biased completely, um, but it's one of the best box sets that Imprint have ever put together. Mm-hmm. We're so thrilled to be a part of it, and we gushed so effusively over it, like, mm-hmm. um, and we were splitting hairs between what were our absolute favorites of that box. Yeah. It was so great, but we haven't even covered like this absolutely epic. I'm nurturing oh it in my, my hand God, right now. This dude. absolutely epic. Yeah. Walter Hill supersized mm-hmm. box set that has more special features than you can poke a stick at, including yes. the original theatrical cut of the Warriors, which we're going to cover in just a moment. As oh well God. as as well as the contender, as well as Bloody Sunday. Holy heck, like there is just there, there was too much box set for me th- this month. Mm-hmm. Too much too much stuff for us to truly um, get through, but that was in the best possible way. We are utterly spoiled right now at the imprint. They're just doing the yeah. Lord's work. Let me tell you how insane it is to have like this huge box set, which is After Dark, my favorite box set in quite some time, to be part of the box set. Yet when we got the notification what was coming out this (laughs) month, there was something I was even more excited about is unbelievable to me. The Warriors, we're going to finish our episode talking about this humongous release of The Warriors which is one of my dream physical media releases that I've had on my freaking glory box for like the last (laughs) like 10 years since I started collecting Blu-rays. This has been my dream release. I cannot believe it exists. I never thought it would. This box is so sick. We're going to close the episode out with that discussion. But before we get into that, there's two other fantastic releases in this month that are worthy of discussion on this podcast. We're going to kick things off with a movie that I recently rewatched as part of this batch and a movie that Blake has seen quite some time ago. The movie is Paul Greengrass's 
bloody Sunday. That's why we're marching. In view of the continuing adverse security situation in the province, all parades, processions, and marches will be banned until further notice. We're marching because the British government promised us reform. And all we've had are excuses and curfews. And the single issue that cuts to the very core of civil rights, mass internment without trial. That's why we're marching. This is a song, a song I hope one day never to have to sing again. If there's any trouble at all, the powers are to counterattack. Is that clearly understood? So Bloody Sunday is a real life film shot in the cinema verite style that has made Paul Greengrass, uh, I would say borderline household name as far as cinephiles go. People know Paul Greengrass. He made the Bourne sequel films. He made United 93 uh, that earned him an Oscar nomination. But his style really kicks off with this film. On 30th of January 1972, an anti internment march descended into violence and left 13 unarmed civilians dead at the hands of the British army. If it was a piece of fiction, they'd say it could never happen. This powerful award-winning film tells the story of Bloody Sunday in just one day from dusk till dawn. This is a film that is so difficult to watch. And it's like the testament to Paul Greengrass's talent to really capture the present tense nature of one of the great atrocities in living memory. Um, Bloody Sunday is so powerful. It's such a... I think my parents took me to go see in the cinema. Those sick, those sickos. Why would they take a child to go see this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see it in the cinema, but I remember... Seeing the seeing the front cover, at this stage I was working at a DVD and mm. video distribution warehouse. And one of the perks of working there at the time was they usually kept a disc for staff to kind of like have a little library. You could take it home and watch a mm. movie. And I did it very regularly. And I picked up Bloody Sunday and I'm like, oh, and I checked it out at the time. And I, I've since watched it, you know, uh, quite some time ago. But I just remember James Nesbitt's performance in this movie. Oh. Not only is this really an utterly fantastically directed movie and so it's so visceral in the way that it like keeps you um at this heightened state for the entire running time it's Mm. nearly two hours and it just goes it's unrelenting and it kind of leaves you a bit sort of breathless by the end but i just remember james nesbitt not quite being a household name for anything but television and then seeing Mm. him as the leading man in this thing i I still to this day am completely blown away by his performance. I just think it's the best thing that he ever did in his career. And it's just like a, I don't know. It's like a real shame that it Mm. never translated into like a bigger career for him. But, but man, you know, talk about the features that are on this thing, featurettes, um, history retold interviews uh, with, you know, um, Paul Greengrass, James Nesbitt talking um, with politicians at the time um, who were influenced. Paul Greengrass and, and James Nesbitt Q and A's about the film because of its historical mm. importance at the time. Um, There's a, a great Q and A on there from like a film festival yeah. or something that I thought was like a fantastic feature. Yeah, it's it's really um, it's and it, and and Ivan and James remembering their time. 
um, mm. uh, doing the film together is really, really special. And uh, I just, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely terrific. And it's also executive produced by Jim Sheridan, um, who mm. we can look forward to probably seeing a little bit more on imprint. I know that there's something in the works there, but yeah. There is a big box really set powerful. of and, Jim and, Sheridan's Irish movies coming very soon. And I would just say this to you, Lex, your parents are sick for taking you to this. That's yeah. that's some <laughs> some messed up movie. Let's yeah, go see United so 93 heavy. and Bloody Sunday. <laughs> it's so it's heavy. heavy. My parents took me it's to see a lot of ass. political movies of the of the day. <laughs> you know, I guess that's what's what's turned me to quite the political activist in my time. Um, the other movie in this little batch that I caught up with was actually the one that I put into my player immediately as the box landed of our preview discs. Um, war is a movie called The Contender. The of politics. Now in this war, there, there will be casualties. So help me God. Not among us. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Vice President-designate Lane Hansen. The president today has nominated Senator Lane Hansen to fill the vacancy left by the death of the vice president almost three weeks ago. It's the job of you two to make sure that that confirmation gets through. I'm not confirming a woman just because she's a woman. Runyon is going to come after me with all guns blazing. Can we ask for basic fairness? Of course you can. We do have it confirmed that it's her. It's like some meta hustler. Runyon has been looking for stuff that the feds wouldn't even touch. She was putting on a sex show. All you can claim about me is that I had sex while I was... sex. Who says it was deviant? I do. We all have to understand we're going to obliterate a life. And what I say, the American people will believe. And you know why? Because I'll have a very big microphone in front of me. You were involved in trading favors with several partners. They got witnesses. She was very drunk when she had sex with my friends. So you're asking me to step down? No, it's not going to be that easy for you, and it's not going to be that easy for them. What have you got on a distinguished gentleman from Illinois? SEC investigation, 1985. You got stocks? I want something embarrassing! Have you ever committed adultery? No. He's got the world thinking you're something out of a bad soap opera. You understand that you are under oath. Yes, I understand that between the two of us, I'm the one that's under oath. DreamWorks Pictures presents... What exactly happened that night? It's really nobody's business. What is our business? Gary Oldman. We're both sticking to our guns. The difference is, mine are loaded. Joan Allen. I just can't respond to the accusations because it's not okay for them to be made. Jeff Bridges. A woman will serve in the highest level of the executive. Christian Slater. Somebody else has come forward. Sometimes you can assassinate a leader. Somebody somewhere is going to talk. Whoa! Oh, my God. Without firing a shot. Mr. Chairman, are you calling me? Believe this, there are traitors among us. The Contender. It's a film that I know existed for quite some time because it was nominated for some big Academy Awards, including Best Actress and I think Best Supporting Actor for Gary Oldman. So it's one that I uh, have known about. Actually, sorry, Best Supporting Actor for Jeff Bridges. It's one that I've known about for quite some time, but I have never seen. My curiosity peaked. I popped the disc in and the contender is as follows. When Senator Lane Hansen is when Senator Lane Hansen is nominated as the first woman in history to hold the office of Vice President, a secret contest of wills is waged by a formidable rival as hidden agendas explode into a battle for power. So this is a political thriller. 
about politics of the 1990s. This comes at the turn of the millennium in the year 2000. But there is so much of like the Clinton Lewinsky scandal in there. So much of like those freaking Newt Gingrich characters in the Republican Party. And it is basically, the premise is, she is running for, she's in contention to be the vice president. And there is a humongous sex scandal that breaks out. Someone has found footage or a photograph of her um, in quite a risque sex act or what is believed to be her. We is something that is ambiguous throughout most of the movie um, of her in a sex act, an orgy during college. And it comes to light and she has to testify um, in like the ethical committees and stuff. And this, this is one that I haven't seen and I've heard mm. about it so much because on a, especially doing all the president's men, deep diving yes. on like political thrillers and things like that. Mm-hmm. This was the more contemporary kind of candidate Robert uh, Redford's film yeah. adjacent movie that I never got a chance to watch. And what devastates me and just goes behind the curtain of this show a little bit is that Lex was like, did you watch the contender yet? And I was still deep diving on what we're about to talk about in the Warriors box set and the After Dark My Sweet um, uh, special features that he was like, do you watch it yet? And I said, no, I haven't. I, I don't want to do it in injustice of just like watching the flick. Mm. I want to like put it on and do my usual deep dive. And he's like, this movie is so you, like such a you movie that I can't believe A, that I hadn't seen it and B, that you haven't watched it yet is like a travesty. So I'm now even more devastated because it's just ticking all my boxes, mm. Lex. That's all the shit that I want to see. It's a great Washington movie, like the way that it kind of captures that all the elements of political play. You've got great performers in this. Gary Oldman as kind of like the Newt Gingrich, this like horrible Republican senator. Uh, You've got Joan (laughs) Allen as the... It's a fantastic Joan Allen performance uh, as the potential vice president. Jeff Bridges as this Democratic president um, who is just fantastic in this. It's like a great movie star role from him. Christian Slater as this young Democrat uh, senator who's on the ethics board. Sam Elliott as Kermit Newman. Great name. And he's (laughs) sans moustache. Um, playing like Jeff Bridges, like kind of conciliary, his advisor. And it's just, he's just wonderfully cast in this. William Peterson as another Democratic contender for vice president. Uh, Saul Rubinek as just like another one of those guys in the office. Uh, Philip Baker Hall. So many great performers uh, kind of just like capturing this this kind of uncanny uh, parallel democratic presidency uh in washington it is really really cool the only thing that i think like kind of takes it back is that the music almost doesn't trust the movie enough the music kind of like yes uh the music builds into really showing you who the good guys are and who the bad guys are in a very hacky way and i feel like the, the screenplay uh it's almost a little bit more ambiguous, but the music just kind of builds emotions up, but it's a great ensemble and it just gets so close to like absolute undeniable greatness in the way that all the president's men does, but in a fictionalized oh. setting, it's a, it's really cool, but I think you would really love like this Washington insiderness of it all. It's quite exciting. Uh, I can't wait to see it. And the only thing that is comforting me is what we're about These to talk about. are the armies of the night. 
Gramercy Riffs. Riffs! Yeah! And these are the Warriors. We know about the Warriors. They're a heavy outfit. They're from Coney Island. Warriors? You guys are the big dudes, huh? Now, they're in the Bronx. We're going back. 27 miles behind enemy lines. It's the only choice we got. Between them and safety stand 20,000 cops. <laughs> and a hundred thousand sworn enemies. I want them all. I want all the warriors. They've got one way out. They've got one chance. They've got one night. The Warriors. We have been so blessed that Imprint has really decided to, rather than individual sort of filmmaker box sets with just, you know, one disc Mm. of a bunch of different films because certain films, they can only get that. But certain filmmakers feel like they warrant something even more special. One of those filmmakers that for Lexi and I is absolutely Walter Hill, one of the greatest American masculine filmmakers and essayists of maybe the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. The top, the tippity tippity top, the tip of the spear of his entire oeuvre is his incredible 1979 movie of connection, solidarity, outsiders in kind of like a semi-fictional but deeply authentic rendering Mm -hmm. of New York City the Warriors is not only finally in one of the most epic Blu-ray box sets you've ever seen, but it's not just the director's cut, which seemed to take over the landscape of what you could acquire in physical media for so many years. It is in fact a double box set with a brand new print of the Warriors director's cut and the original theatrical cut Two freaking epic discs that I'm nursing in my hand in this beautiful double disc cardboard set that has the original uh, Warriors poster on it. And then you stare back at these special features and you have multiple commentaries on both discs. You've got Warriors featurettes about the making of the film, the battlegrounds, the lore, the phenomenon. And then you've got current reflections from people like Dorsey Wright, James Remar, David Patrick Kelly, It is incredible. And then really, for me, what's really close to my heart is Walter Chaw, who's a friend of mine. He's writing a book right now that's about to be released on Walter Hill, um, doing talking about all of his films and having such a fantastic insight into the man. Joined not only in the last episode when we talked about the After Dark box set writing some essays, but comes on to do the commentary track on the theatrical cut of Mm -hmm. The Warriors, Lex. I went back and watched the theatrical cut so damn quick and rewatched yes. it today before we recorded um, because in my entire life, I'd never seen anything but mm. the director's cut. And so seeing the theatrical cut was like, I have to see it. 
and oh my god, god, this movie just fucking rules from top to bottom. This is maybe like top 20 favorite movies of all time for me. This was a video store discovery for me back in my teenage years. And it was an instant favorite because it has this fairy tale kind of fantasy take on New York City. But it is this gritty urban fantasy. And that is just so far up my alley. And I think that this is the film that created that resonance for me. That is like this idea of these urban fantasy films that are contemporary set or perhaps like this kind of dystopian future setting, but it's never quite clear. And I think someone that grew up in the city, this is something that I really connect to in in not a literal way but in kind of like this dreamscape way and i think that's what the warriors has always meant to me is that it is like a rare example of an urban fantasy film that is just complete fiction complete invention of uh like kind of borderline surrealist takes on like gang life in new york city and it is a complete response to West Side Story. The book was a response yes. to West Side Story that it's based on. And I think this film is... It would be, to me, the great f- double feature of my life to watch West Side Story on a big screen and <laughs> as in the afternoon and then as it goes to dark, you chuck on one of the great nocturnal nightmares of all cinema, which is The Warriors. Th- to me, the greatest one crazy night film that ever was up there with After Hours by Martin Scorsese. I that, just... That's the double feature that I want to watch. I want to watch mm. After Hours in the Warriors theatrical cut on the big screen. I think I would levitate out of my goddamn chair if I was ever in a cinema that had that. And the theatrical cut has been hard to find for quite some time. It was the only one available on DVD or Blu-ray for most of our lives. Um, And the director's cut has a prologue that kind of sets up what is the, you know, the Greek mythological allegory that is the warriors and you know places them as these actual warriors out there in the world. And then we've got these interstitials that are comic book style interstitials that look so cheap because they were made in like the early 2000s for the director's cut and they just never looked right and I know that was Walter Hill's always intention was he always wanted this to feel like a comic book movie but I think literalizing it always took away some of the magic that was always lurking in the Warriors a couple of years ago and and sorry sorry to interrupt Lex but the prologue also it takes away from the reality, like the grounded reality mm-hmm. of what this thing is and being kind of displaced because you are catching up that every gang in the city is joining together. They're unifying in a way that's kind of, um, you know, it's it's very anarchic and fantastic, but it's also got all this real energy because when you come out of the Vietnam War, like the Australian reaction is like stone and then mm. things like Mad Max and the Warriors. And that's like the, the same kind of tissue. urban fantasy, I'd say as well. Stone is very much in the same tone as the Warriors. Yeah. So it feels like this thing of this maintaining connection, this brotherhood um, and, and, and or sisterhood together in competition with this kind of overwhelming, omnipresent sort of police state mentality that's coming in that sort of Reagan era and railing against the the... I, I guess the writing being on the wall 
I just never needed that prologue ever. And so when, mm. you know, you do the reading and the research as like a film nerd as we are, and you're like, I don't need that. It feels, and so when I watched this, I was like, this together, the time that it takes, the storytelling that it does, the characterization that it can do, it's just a perfect movie, like from mm. top to bottom. There's just no other way to describe it. It is perfect in every way <laughs> that yeah. a movie can be perfect. And I, I, I for for its darkness, for its confrontational elements, for its... Um, for, for it's like, you know, philosophical aspiration. And then for this, you know, just the mania of like these eight or nine, um, if you include Mercy, people trying to get the hell out of New York City with everything against them, cops, other gangs. Um, and, uh, and, and it's just wonderful. It's just so sensational. Yeah, it's, it really is one of my all-time favorite movies. I've been dreaming of this release for most of my life. I think at least like three or four times a year, <laughs> I'd be looking up if there's a Warriors theatrical cut on Blu-ray because uh, I just <laughs> wanted it in the collection so bad. And the director's cut just never felt definitive to me. And I almost bought this German Blu-ray so many times because it's the only physical release of the theatrical cut until now. Um, and a couple of years ago, during like one of the lockdowns, uh, I rewatched the movie because... On Netflix and iTunes, it had finally switched to default. Theatrical cut was there. And so it was the first time I watched it, like, proper, was in, like, the last couple of years. And I was just like, God, this is one of my favorite freaking movies. Like, it's always been one of my favorites. But it was almost, like, more on paper, one of my favorites. But then seeing the theatrical cut finally, I was like, oh, yeah, actually, this is one of my favorite, 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 favorite movies. Um... So I am just so grateful for Imprint for finally making my favorite release possible. I just <laughs> can finally display this box with one of the great movie posters of all time with the legion of gangs headed by the Warriors, followed by like the baseball furies and all the other interesting and fascinating costumes. Oh, God. This is just... This is top tier for me, dude. This is the it's Ernst, as good as it gets. This is well, no, it's that's another imprint film that they released as good as it gets. <laughs> that's a great film too, Blake. But um, this is it. This and the Odd Couple no, are my best two like, in like film releases. Not not humongous compilation box sets, but my best two film releases from imprint ever. So imprint, thank you so much for making these. I believe just for me, and you're somehow hopefully making more sales on them, but these feel like they were like godsends to me. Yeah, look, truly sensational stuff. There's really no other way to put it that it's just absolutely wonderful. And uh, man, this theatrical cut, so insanely rewarding. And to hear Walter Chaw, who's like the true Walter Hill expert talking mm. him and, and, and all these features that they're out of pouring. It's just like, if you're a fan of the Warriors... It's not a decision. You probably already bought it. But if you're not, <laughs> yeah. Um, if if you're not a huge fan of it, and and you don't realize, like these single filmmaker double collections are, in my mind, the pinnacle. Like there are so many filmmakers who have tinkered with their movies, mm. and you just get like a single or a double disc set on a, like a single disc, um, or like in a single packaging, and it's just kind of like, oh, it's an afterthought. Um, but you know, from, from like literally Star Wars or to Alien 3, mm. like 
if you truly went through and just like allowed people, physical media heads to buy every version in like a fantastic box set that sort of charts the course of how the movies have evolved. Like that's the best possible result for us physical media nerds. So mm. like take notes. Like those Blade Runner best. box sets from like a decade yes. ago that was like, we've yes. got the work print. We've got the other print on here. We've got the final cut and the director's cut. We've got every version that of it, shit. the theatrical version. Everything's Love on that. Love it. Mm. Ever, everything. I want the theatrical with the weird Harrison Ford thing. I want I want the final cut. I want the director's cut. I want it all. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, even, come on, Oliver Stone, let's get Alexander. Let's get all the cuts, the three oh of them on there, you know, on a disc sometime. God. But that would be a let's great go, release. Like, that is one that, that they should sick. do. Oh, totally, because no one wants it. Surely Warner Brothers are given the rights for that. I think so. Hopefully they do, but, you know, <laughs> no one wants it. Would I want it? Uh, maybe. I guess I still would buy it. So um, this is your such great, a great Your release. greatness is just truly coming out. I think that's one of the that's other so reasons wonderful. I love The Warriors because it's based on, based on Greek mythology. There's a great feature on here that goes <laughs> into like the actual myths that The Warriors is based on. It's just so good. It's one of my freaking favorite movies. And honestly, I, I, am, I genuinely, Imprint, thank you so much for making this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to another Imprint Companion. It's been great as always. Um, you can check out everything that Lex is doing over on the Total Reboot, uh, Reboot feed, which is currently in Heist Movies. Maybe a, a special guest in the form of this idiot who's mm-hmm. currently speaking to you in this miniseries. You're basically going to end up having a residency by the end of it. <laughs> we, we are planning at least. Well, that's fantastic. And maybe some new release stuff as well. Um, over on One Hit Minute Productions, where you guys are either hearing this or in the Imprint Companion, you can hear more from Katie Walsh and I doing our Tokyo Vice miniseries, um, but plenty more things coming up. And the slow but um, very deliberate and careful assembly of podcaster and commander is happening as well so we will catch you um on this if you love this show and you're listening on input companion lex and i have another great show called the blues brothers where we cover other physical media from other places but you know what right now this is the only physical media you need in your lives this month if you've got a budget go and get these and then we will catch you on another episode soon always a pleasure lex keep those discs spinning baby When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.